Yes, it's working. Hello everyone, this is Savinio of Alone in the Labyrinth for the Alone in the Labyrinth podcast. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of a break, I think that's seven months now um, after just two episodes. Um, I thought I'd come back because um, I've just been overwhelmed by events, as I'm sure everyone else has. It's been a bit of a crazy time, hasn't it? Uh, but I am have a bit of time free now to make a few podcasts, so I thought I'd indulge myself. Um, and what's this? I have an. Um, uh, uh, wait, my answer phone is beeping. Yes, it is, and it sounds as though that I have a message from Spencer from Keep Off the Borderlands. Hi, Safinho. I think that's how you pronounced it. Um, Spencer here from Keep Off the Borderlands. I just wanted to say that I'm really enjoying your podcast. Uh, love what you're doing. I think you sound absolutely fine for whatever that's worth coming from a fellow moron stumbling through the world of podcasting podcasting himself. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I just wanted to welcome you to Anchor, let you know that someone's listening and uh, looking forward to subsequent episodes. And I can't wait to get a copy of Pariah in my hands. Anyway, take care. Hello, Spencer. Um, thanks very much for the message. I appreciate that. Um, sorry it's taken me <laughs> such a long time to respond. Um, I will officially do so uh, by getting in touch with your... Well, hang on, someone's holding a bicycle outside my window. Oh, doesn't matter. Um, by officially calling into your show, I should think, in the near future. Um, yeah, so... Uh, oh, also, I hope that copy of Pariah got into your hands um, without... Um, too much trouble um let me know if it didn't please uh right then everybody here we are i've decided as i stated to re (laughs) i've decided as i've stated to reinstate oh my goodness this is already a mess okay this is how it's gonna work i'm gonna start simple i'm gonna read some of my blog posts probably focusing on actual play reports that uh, from games and uh, game sessions I've run um, just to get into the swing of things because, you know, I enjoy listening to audio, especially while I'm at work and I expect other people are in a similar situation. So hopefully I can provide uh, more content for (laughs) those of you out there who enjoy listening. I'm also holding this mic exceptionally close to my face. You may have just heard my beard scratching against the pop shield. All right, and some doors are slamming upstairs. Right, so this is um, kind of an abbreviated, an amended, augmented version of a blog post I made on the 9th of June of this year, Tuesday 9th of June 2020, uh, which was a report of the actual play session that uh, I ran uh on Discord, which is still an ongoing campaign in the world of Pariah, the old school um, proto-neolithic psychedelic animist role-playing game, which um, me and a few friends of mine put together, and we were fortunate enough to kickstart in ZineQuest. This podcast isn't going to be exclusively about all that stuff, but to get things rolling, I'm just going to be reading some existing uh, posts I've already made, 
Um, so you can get used to the grating brogue, which I am projecting to you right now, right inside your ears. Um, all right, so um, this game saw a small group of pariahs banding together after being exiled from their communities for undisclosed reasons. Those reasons are known to the players. They can choose to make them uh, make their characters' reasons for exile apparent or not. It's up to them. Um, and they begin with a, a very crude map of the region, which is not uh, doesn't exist in physical form in the game. It's just something that will be in their minds based on sites that they've seen, rumors they've heard, and just a general uh, bit of common knowledge about the lie of the land. So um, <clears throat> it's in a kind of uh, tropical climate. Um, it's a coastal region, but it's got some very steep mountains, very close to the sea, which is heavily forest. Uh, the mountains and hills are heavily forested. And the uh, pariahs, the PCs, are assumed to be from very divergent backgrounds, somewhere north of this region. So um, they've been pushed southward by numerous tribes competing for dominance on the northern plains. Uh, this uh, sort of proto-band, um, their sole elder, had led three young adults and two youths through the mountains with promises of a new life among settled people. Sadly, he perished during the crossing leaving the remaining pariahs bereft. Charged with the care of two children, boy and girl, the pariahs decided to complete the mission their late elder had set them and headed down the slopes of the mountain towards the coast. The Band Quiet One is strong and lean, but suffers from an unusual affliction that led to his expulsion. His skin alters in colour with his mood. His skin alters in colour with his mood, sometimes quite dramatically. It almost certainly contributes to his social awkwardness. He currently struggles to wield a double-handed axe with an enormous flint head. Fox through the spring is bright, strong and nimble, although his overall health is not quite up to as much as the rest of the band. Pushed out of his tribe for the malevolent spirit that has haunted him for as long as he can remember, Fox seeks a new homeland where he might rid himself of that curse. Somewhere beyond the plains of the north lies a great desert, and it was here that Witheringly footed through the point once had a home. Bright and cheerful, Wither has a magnetic charisma that belies a logical explanation, and this manifests in his confidence with drinking, music, and animal handling. We don't know what he did to displease the elders who cast him out, but he managed to charm an oric out of them, whom he named Rocky, and on his travel south he also picked up a dog, named Flea. Characters were made using tables in Pariah Volume 1, um, but you can also find an online character generator, which I will link somewhere. <laughs> I don't know how you're listening to this, but there might be a link for you. Okay, so day one, waxing crescent, crow's moon. It's the end of the rainy season. Though the dry season was just beginning, the Pariahs need not worry about water. Mist still clung to the mountain tops, and the more verdant lower slopes positively dripped with water. Of more pressing concern was food, and as they made their way down the slopes towards the coast, they foraged. They found enough food to stave off hunger for the time being, but it would not go much beyond that. They hoped to find some sustenance among the settled communities of the coast.
Fox did find some poisonous mushrooms which, with a little preparation, could be rendered into a paralyzing toxin. He would have to make time to prepare it later, however, and there were more pressing matters afoot. Witheringly footed tried to coax Rocky into taking a passenger, but for the time being this seemed an unrewarding pursuit, and more effort would be required should Rocky show any signs of becoming the world's first passenger-bearing giant bull. The party made good time during their descent towards the coast, unharried by encounters, but it was dusk by the time they came to the shore, and boy and girl were tired and hungry. Distant torchlight was spotted both to the north and the south. The party decided to follow the rocky beach to the southernmost source of light. A small cluster of simple huts right on the beach came into view. Quiet ones stood guard with the children and the animals, while the charismatic Wither stepped forward, with Fox backing him up. The settlement was silent. When they called out, an old man emerged and explained that they were welcome to join them for, an, for their evening meal, though they had little to share. Quiet One and the children came forward and noted a circle of small huts, outside of which groups of adults were tending smaller fires, of which they prepared grilled squid. The hosts said little, only that the spirits of the sea seemed displeased, as their yield was pitiful compared to their haul of previous seasons. Yet they seemed content to share what they had. And by way of gratitude, Quiet One presented the older man with a carved wooden antelope. He accepted it with grace and something like solemnity. The band were invited to sleep by the larger central fire in the open air. They took turns to take watch and to tend the fire while the others slept. Disturbances in the night. During the first watch, something seemed to catch a sliver of silver from the thin crescent moon, something beneath the waves. Quiet one roused the others from their slumber, but they noticed nothing more. Nothing occurred during Fox's watch, and it was not until Wither's watch that the shapes beneath the waves made their presence felt. Four human-shaped figures strode slowly from the water, making their way towards the camp. The pariahs ordered the children to flee and confronted the four creatures. Scaly, fish-like men with large black eyes, their skin exuding slime. While the three fought courageously, one of the fishmen snuck around in pursuit of the children. And during the ensuing melee, Quiet One was critically wounded, falling to the ground in a heap. Although he was able to slay one of the creatures before quietly gasping in a pool of his own blood. Wither struggled against the fishman, which seemed to gnash with teeth, claw and even towel, and even at one point attempting to vomit all over him. His efforts to blind it with sand from the beach did not help his cause, and the creature continued to assault him. Fox, for his part, had attempted to rouse the rest of the villagers, but to no avail. Perhaps they were cowering in their beds? His own struggle with the fishman was resolved, and, having obliterated his opponent, set off in pursuit of the creature that was chasing the children, taking a burning stick from the fire as a temporary torch. Witheringly footed finally impaled his enemy upon his bone sword, and ran to quiet one side, finding him stable, but having lost a lot of blood from the wound in his chest. 
the sound of combat having faded, the local fisherfolk began to emerge from their huts. The creature had chased the children to the edge of the forest, but its shambling gait meant that Fox quickly caught up with it and impaled the creature from behind. The two children emerged from the jungle, shocked by the spectacle before them. The Morning After As Fox returned to the settlement in the first rays of a new morning, his ears were pierced by an inhuman wail. Upon witnessing the corpses of the three sea monsters within the village limits, they responded not with gratitude, but dismay. The elder, who had invited them to dinner but a few hours before, threw himself to the ground and began to sob quietly. Wither attempted to assuage the mood of some of the locals with some reassuring words, but he was met only with confused or even terrified faces, and that fear and confusion soon turned to anger and hatred, and the band no longer felt their position was secure. Fox made his last stand. Presenting his bone sword to the angry villagers, he broke it over his knee, driving the broken blade into the sand. The band walked away, taking boy, girl, flea with them. Wither calmed Rocky while Fox laid him onto the beast of burden's back. Sorry, Wither calmed Rocky while Fox laid Quiet One on the beast of burden's back. They began following the coastal path to the south. The sounds of the villagers wailing behind him, fading into the din of crashing waves. A voice of the woman called out to them from behind. Wait! And they turned to see a young dark-skinned woman with curly back hair tied to the top of her head. She was one of the villagers to whom Wither had previously appealed. Let me come with you, she said. I can guide you to the great settlement. Fox and Wither looked to one another and shrugged. Sure. What's your name? Antelope she replied. Behind the curtain. Um, I don't actually play with a, a screen uh, usually, but because this game was done online with, uh, what am I saying? This was done on the Discord voice server. So um, yeah, I guess a lot of stuff is hidden <laughs> from the players. But um Basically, right at the beginning of that game, they uh, made, I used to have like a foraging table upon which uh, the, the results based on that entire wisdom score plus their, a D6 roll, um, and they can focus their efforts on finding botanicals, herbs, or firewood, or, or as well as food and water. Um, but actually, don't do that anymore because I just sort of say, how how much time do you spend searching? Think about how abundant the hex therein might be and then let them know what they get for the time invested and of course the longer they spend in the hex the more likely they are to encounter a deadly creature or something and also the more abundant the hex is the more likely it is to house a deadly creature example being um jungle where uh, these are very uh yeah very abundant places um dripping with food and all sorts but also full of dangerous creatures and poisonous things anyway um in that combat encounter uh quiet ones uh quiet one that was uh 
the character controlled by Eugene, um, one of uh, one of one of uh, one of Pariah's backers. Um, <laughs> uh, his character, Quiet One, was quickly reduced to zero HP. Um, it's not actually death in this game. Your character falls prone, and if they uh, trying to commit to any actions, they receive damage to their constitution. Death occurs at zero HP, and also any damage they receive while they're at zero HP um, can have potentially very dire consequences, including instant death, um, thanks to the death and dismemberment table. Um, yep. Yeah, so uh, this is a classless and levelless game, although it does use like basically a, I guess it's a bx engine or osr engine or something um there's no classes or levels um experience is awarded diegetically uh, by uh, accumulating x's against stats or abilities or roles or objects or anything really and when quite one was reduced to zero he gets an x against his hit dice um three x's will enable him to increase his hd his hit dice so it's kind of similar to leveling up and they all get awarded an X for overcoming a lethal situation, and they can put that anywhere on their character sheet. So when they usually when they get three X's next to something, it um, improves or changes in some way. So a stat, uh, like an ability score and attribute, um, doesn't automatically go up, but uh, they sort of have to test it. But um, I'll talk about that another time, maybe. And each player also earns an X for their character um, just for having attended the session. Uh, they get X's for critical hits and fails and lots of other stuff. Um, if you want to find out more, I'd suggest before reading any Pariah, have a look at Spwack's uh, Die Trying, which started as a glog hack, I think. It's a really interesting kind of game, um, which you should check out. Oh, again, I'll put a link for that somewhere in the podcast. Um, yeah, and uh, next time I come back, I'll try and uh, have another session for you. Or I might even, I am thinking of just doing some straight up reading just to improve my confidence and microphone technique. So I might just start reading from, well, breathing is also important, isn't it? Taking a lesson from, does anyone remember chocolate rain? Move my head to the side to take a breath. Um, yeah, breathing technique. Chocolate rain. I will also try and read the ODD booklet out loud and record it just for you. Um, yeah. Oh, I have an audience. There's some passerbys laughing. I wonder if you heard those. Um, they weren't laughing at me. They were laughing with me, damn it. Um, thanks very much. See you again. Oh, my God. I just stood and made a recording of nothing. I didn't record, I chatted into a mic like a lunatic and there was nothing there. <sighs> I wanted to say just one more thing before I go and that was to thank the players in the previous session. I already mentioned Eugene, who um, I've said before, backed Pariah, was a backer for the Kickstarter. It was also a regular contributor to the Discord um, and a regular player in a regular campaign. But he's far from a regular person. Don't let that fool you. Also, uh, there was Wither of, um, no, no, no. Wither was a character, Savinio, not a player. The player was Semiurge, also known as the author of Archond Marchon. Or is it Archon? This is contrived because I've already done this already. 
I'm not going to repeat something that I've already said, even though you didn't hear it. Suffice to say, I'm not entirely sure about the pronunciation. Um, I'll check it after, of course. Or you can call in and tell me. Um, also, thanks to Sasha, who uh, doesn't have a blog, but uh, does have a Twitter, which I might link as well. Um, that's all. I've finished rambling. Until next time, I will hopefully have learned better mic technique. The next thing you hear will be a sound effect from Anchor's library of sound effects. Goodbye.